news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and Casey. Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. The NBA trade deadline has come to a close three minutes ago. And we have a lot to react to uh, as we digest our brother's barbecue uh, lunch here. And they hooked us up in a major way here at the station. Guys, the big game, just a couple days away. There's only one right way to watch it with some delicious brother's barbecue. You can call or pre-order your Super Q today so you can be right where you want to be for the championship in front of the TV. You got some great ribs and some smoked meats, some brisket on your plate. Brothers Barbecue can hook up your party and catering of all sizes. Um, and so head them up. BrothersBBQ.com. So good. So, so good. good. So good. So good. They, they, so good. They took care of us today. That was a treat. They really did. Uh, we, Old school war room style. Yeah, it was. You know, where they have the, 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 the big tens of each platter yes, out there. Yes. Yes. That's how we used to do it. Yeah. And have the people come right in uh. here. And now we go two brothers, and both both uh, setups are great. A um, lot to react to in uh, the world of the NBA trade, trade deadline, and we'll do that here uh, momentarily. But our guy Mike Kliss, our 9 News Broncos insider, um, Mike, what a weird 24 hours. As just before we signed on the air uh, yesterday, we have this, like, 15-page report from Jason Wolf of USA Today, investigative journalism over the course of six months, and... He's highlighting an overarching theme of how these NFL players, not just Russell, but how these players get themselves in trouble mismanaging their charities. But Russell was highlighted for some of the misrepresentation of his charity and how much actually goes to charity. What do you make of this just latest installment of um, a story that we couldn't have seen coming? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I've talked a little bit to the uh uh, to Wilson, uh, Wilson's people on this. And, uh, you know, they're, they're saying something about how during the COVID and the, and the report focused on two years with Russell 20, 2020 and 2021. And because of COVID, they couldn't go out and do their own charitable events. So they did a lot of partnership stuff. And, um, you know, the, a lot of the money, that they uh, gave through partners like Safeway and, and some others, uh, and, and and this is this is what they're telling me now. Um, so far, I'm still digging into it, but uh, they don't they don't get credit. The partners get credit. The, the partners handle the bookkeeping on the funding of those type of charity charitable things, and not. Uh, and not the uh, Why Not You Foundation didn't get any credit for that, or it would have been considerably higher percentage than the twenty three percent or twenty three cents on the dollar. Uh, it, that doesn't show up on the nine ninety form, the tax form, uh, when your partnership it's called uh, pass through pass through uh, charities. But still, having said that, there's no if and buts about about it. Uh, Russ has to uh, Russ has to tighten up the ship. You know, it's uh, it. You know, it, it obviously is not a good look, and uh, because you know he's he's going to be out there. I, you know, Russ is well intentioned. I, I I believe he's well intentioned on all this, but he didn't. Uh, he's got to oversee it a little better. His name is on it, and um, the book. There's either book cook uh, book keeping, accounting, whatever it is, and, and the fact that, uh, you know, w- what I do understand when you pay an administrator 200000 that's I don't think that's uncommon, believe it or not. Maybe it is, but I've been told it's not all that uncommon. But uh, still, uh, they got to tighten things up, and uh, he's got to oversee it because it looks like it's uh, real sloppy at the, uh, at the very least. Uh, with his uh, foundation. Yeah, and, and we were just joined by the author, and just to be clear, um, <clears throat> for a charity of Russell's size that averages about $1.2 million a year, paying an executive yeah. $200,000 is extremely uncommon. It's actually tens of thousands of dollars higher than the 90th percentile 
of highest paid okay. um, uh, directors of of uh, these charities. So, um, yeah, well, we agree on this. Russ needs to tighten yeah. it up. And, and, Mike, I think the one thing I took away when we were talking to uh, Jason Wolf um, was, to me, it seemed like you have guys that are trying to go all in to win the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Like, they are they are hiring these companies to run a foundation for them um, to make them look good, and the company is promoting itself by saying, we've had two Walter Payton Man of the Year award winners, we've had 20 nominees, and I'm, I was shocked by that. Uh, have you seen that kind of stuff? Did you know that kind of stuff existed where guys go out and – you know, they, they try to find these companies and people to help them and build them up to win the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. It's crazy. No, I didn't. No, I, I, I uh, did not uh, did not realize um, that that was uh, such a, such a great incentive uh, or right. motivation for some of these guys for their for their image. Now, we we know we've been around Russell Wilson now for a year. We know. Uh, he does, uh, you know, he is image conscious. And uh, his reputation, his legacy is very important to him. And so this is a blow, no if and buts about it. And uh, we'll see we'll see uh, how they respond from what I understand. Um, you know, obviously embarrassed by it. And, um, and, and some people on the board, like his agent, um, you know, are – made the comment that they're horrified to, to know this. So I think, um, you know, they, what, what, what is it? Ignorance is not an excuse. Right. And so, uh, that applies here. Wow. Um, okay. Shifting gears here just a little bit. I, and by the way, I, I think Russell Wilson is going to come out here in the next 24 hours and address this, um, because this has been so personal to him and it seems like every turn of his life, he was drawing attention to the Why Not You Foundation, um, and now you have it like the microscope put over it, and now it almost feels like everything about Russell is co- being called into question. I-, I think he, I think he responds here in very short order. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I do. Okay, um, Sean Payton, uh, a-, a week uh, into this experience. Mm-hmm. Was this a was this a, a good week um, outside of this this latest uh, a charity stuff? Was this a good week for Russell Wilson with Sean Payton? Yes, because um, I'm not sure Jim Harbaugh um, could have got Russell Wilson on track. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's could not have gotten Russell Wilson on track. Uh, you know, depending on his on his offensive coordinator. Did Schottenheimer go to Houston? Where did Schottenheimer go? Brian Schottenheimer. I saw it. Dallas, I know he might I have gone. Dallas. That's right, Dallas. He went with Dan Quinn. And um, the, uh, you know, I, I think Sean Payton is uh, is Russell Wilson's hope as far as getting him back on track. You know, Russell is not, and I'm not sure if this is going to mesh well with Sean Payton, but Payton's going to figure it out. But, you know, he is – He's not accurate from the pocket. He's just he's just not, and um, he's gotta he's gotta go back to the athletic game, and we'll find out if he's athletically diminished. There were times where it looked like he wasn't as uh, you know quick, as explosive last year. He looked a little better as in the last couple games. Uh, I think we all know that he's got to have more of uh, he's got to have more athleticism to his quarterback game in order to be effective. The, the, the straight drop back, the uh, go through the progressions, uh, you know, hitting those twelve to eighteen yard routes, whether the outs or or the middles, that's just that's just not his game. I don't think he ever was accurate on those type of passes. So, um, yeah, I think Sean Payton is the deaf. Not only you can argue who is the better head coach, whether it was Harbaugh, whether it was D'Amico, or, or whoever else they interviewed. Um, you can't argue that Sean Payton was the best offensive coordinator, best offensive play caller among the candidates. So that's who they got. Um, seemed like um, you know there was some pause about hiring him because of the compensation, the draft pick compensation. Um, but they wound up. Uh, they wound up with the guy that was best for Russell Wilson. 
And now it is uh, kind of a make-or-break season for Russell Wilson. He's got to he's got to put he's got to play way better than he did last year, or you know they'll probably try to figure out how to move on from him. Yeah, I think we uh, I think we agree here as a show, uh, especially on that last part. Uh, big big time twenty twenty three for Russell Wilson. Mike, we appreciate your time as always, and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, Mike. All right, see you guys. All right, there he goes. That's our 9 News Broncos insider, Mike Kliss, joining us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. We've got your chance to win $500 cash in the Superbook Sports Big Game Challenge. Head to denversports.com slash challenge and make your predictions for Philly and KC before Sunday's game. And just like that, you're entered to win. It's easy. doesn't cost anything. That's denversports.com slash challenge. NBA trade deadline came and went. The Nuggets were active. Active enough? We'll discuss next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Billy and Casey, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. The NBA trade deadline came and it went about 20 minutes ago, if you're listening in real time. And not after the fact on the Stokely and Zach podcast, denversports.com, or wherever you get your podcast. Maybe a little Spotify. Listen like 1.2, 1.3 speed, maybe. I don't know. Jake Shapiro, denversports.com, is with us. Man, we got a lot to talk about. Let's just get right into it. Let's start with the Bones stuff. Getting two second-round picks for Bones. Me and Stoke, I think, are kind of on the same page. Uh, about three weeks ago, we were talking first-round pick. Yeah. Now it's two second-round picks. I don't like the deal at all. What's your reaction? It's hard to like the deal, but I will give you guys the context. If I was talking to some people behind the scenes the last couple Nuggets game I've been to, Nuggets were really struggling to move him, which would be indicated by the fact they only ended up with two second-round picks. They tried to get him. Uh, they tried to get a couple of rotation players in here. They were talking to New Orleans. They were talking to a couple other big-name teams. And nothing really amounted. Like, Bones didn't really have value. And let's just start with the fact that he really struggles on defense. The Nuggets this year, plus minus with Bones Highland on the floor, were minus 144. Like, Bones really, really struggled on defense. His sophomore slump got into his shooting at least recently as well. So if you're just looking at the playing stuff, there were some red flags and some things to be concerned about, despite the fact that he's going to a second straight Rising Stars game. And then there's the -the off-the-floor stuff, which everyone in the league sees him yelling at the coach. Everyone sees him walking off the bench in the middle of the game. Like, that stuff is all there. And then there's the stuff behind the scenes that we don't really know about. And two second-round picks moving off of him this quick, feeling like you needed to make this move today while in your championship window, indicates to me that they felt like they needed to make this move because something was going on that was toxic behind the scenes, which, by the way, is not only Bones Highland's fault, but the Nuggets' fault. It's the fault of both sides. Yeah. Uh, Jake, um I woke up and I wasn't in a good mood today. Uh, I see what these other teams are doing, making these big time blockbuster type of moves, going all in. You know, getting Kevin Durant, getting the Kyrie Irving. You see, in um, D'Angelo the, Russell, yeah, the Lakers going out there, and uh, the Warriors are making moves. And you know, we here are, are shipping a talented player for a couple second round picks, and we got a guy from uh, the Lakers. Quite frankly, that you know, everyone seems to rave about. That he's going to be a, this great backup center. Okay, I never heard of the guy. Um, can you help me? <laughs> like, can, yeah, so or, Thomas Bryant or, or, Thomas Bryant in the games he started this year with Anthony Davis off the bench, which is a better representation of what he actually is because he wasn't playing with another big man, which is what he's going to do here. He was 15-8 and eight a game. Like he, He's a solid player. He also does not play defense. So he is not the Nuggets' solution for defense. They're going to go Zeke Nagy at, at big for defensive situations uh, come playoff time. But looking at the Nuggets' overall moves today, they essentially traded Davon Reed a second-round pick, and got back Thomas Bry- uh, and Bones Highland, and they got back Thomas Bryant. Um, the second-round picks, they traded all three of the second-round picks they had available for Thomas Bryant, then they recouped two of them. They only were able to trade one first-round pick, and if you're talking about trading for a guy like Kyrie or OG Ananobi, some of these bigger names that were floated around, the Nuggets were going to have to move Michael Porter Jr. if they were going to do that. And, Zach, I know you watch almost every Nuggets game. Michael Porter Jr. has been awesome lately. Agreed. So the Nuggets weren't going to do that, and they want to see what this team can do. So at that point, Stokely, we're talking about what moves can they make around the fringes. Well, they made some of those fringe moves. And did they make enough of those fringe moves? 
Well, they only got 14 guys on their 15-man roster. They can go attack the buyout market, but they also had a trade exception for $9 million. So they could have traded one of those second-round picks or potentially that one first-rounder for a guy making up to about $9.5 million. So the Nuggets didn't go all the way in today, but that doesn't necessarily mean their moves were bad. It obviously does not stack up in the same ballpark of getting Kevin Durant, but the Nuggets didn't need to make a move like that. They've been awesome this year, but again, did they do enough? And that's the question. We're going to find out the answer. Where, where, where are all the Nuggets' first-round picks? Where, where are they at? What, what happened to them all? So this is a great question. The way the NBA... <laughs> Thank you. The way this works is you can't trade first-round picks in consecutive years because the old owner, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the 70s and 80s, traded every single first-round pick every year for nothing, and then the Cavs were terrible for years. So in the Aaron Gordon trade, the way it worked out is they traded first-round picks every other year for a couple years. Um, They traded Jermichael Green this offseason and a future first for a first this year, which they ended up trading Peyton Watson for. So essentially you can only use eight years of first-round picks and picks and all of those ones in between have been traded, and then the other ones between those are protected, and they can't use them in trades today. Gotcha. Okay, that that makes sense. So I'm glad you – I had no idea what your outlook on this was going to be, but I'm glad you said – because you sounded like me in the first segment of the show, where this is a Nuggets team that's like 21 games over 500, is number one in the West. You look at a team like Phoenix, Phoenix is like – three or four games above 500, they had the room to make a move like that uh, and get significantly better. The Nuggets, I, they're they're playing great, and their offense is the best in the sport. And I think that a team like Phoenix is trying to, you know, sort of maybe match some firepower offensively, and who knows what it's going to look like. But I just, I do watch this team very closely. It's the best version of this team I've ever seen. I think you'd fairly argue it's the best team that they've ever fielded in the history of the franchise. Yesterday morning, they were second in the title odds. I just don't know if, and like I understand, you know, what Stoke was trying to say, like, let's push it all. It's all about this year. But the team is freaking really good right now. And it kind of feels like the Avs last year where the team was set up. And at the trade deadline, it was like a couple fringe moves, like a Josh Manson. And who else was it? Like a Arturi Lekkanen. And it was like, and, and I remember some big moves. Those guys ended up being really big players. No, they ended up contributing they, in a major way. But, but they the, didn't trade away key parts of their team. They traded future assets. Yes, I the, see your point. Yeah, the core, right. the core was in place. And I remember James uh, in particular being like, why don't you go get uh, so-and-so from the Blackhawks? There's, go on. It's like, hold on a second. And then Josh Manson's like scoring game-winning goals in the, in, in, the, in the playoffs. So I kind of look at it similarly. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous. I'm 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 nervous. I really am, and uh, because I, I want to go all in. I want to win it this year. And but they have gone all in. Well, they got four max contracts. They, they went all in when they made the move for Aaron Gordon. Unfortunately, guys got hurt, and then they tried to redouble their efforts with the KCP trade, and that's worked out brilliantly. Worked out great. And you know, you look around, and sure, Dallas got Kyrie, and the Suns got KD. There's going to be a lot of chemistry issues with both those teams, and you can make an argument that the Nuggets are better suited to play those teams and match up against those teams today than they were before those deals. Okay. It's, it's, it, I, I, right. I think it's going to be okay. okay. I really do. Now, I'm not telling you the Nuggets are going to go win the championship, but I think they are constructed as good of a championship team that they have that they have in the history of the organization. And you're telling me they really couldn't do a whole lot? Right, you couldn't trade some of these first round picks. They couldn't trade. They had one first round pick to trade, and if you were going to trade for anyone making more than ten million dollars, it was at least going to be KCP, who's the, one of the best shooters in the league, has been their best defensive player. I was going to say you don't so, want that. So you're not doing that. You're not trading Porter, Gordon, Jamal, or Jokic. You know, you, you look around and everyone's talking about the Phoenix move and the Dallas move. The real moves that were made that should concern the Nuggets were actually made with one of their trade partners, the Los Angeles Clippers, who made a lot of really solid moves today. Uh, Bones Highland's going to be a big piece for them. Golden State made some really nice moves today, getting back Gary Payton. And the Los Angeles Lakers have remade their entire roster. So we'll see what it looks like with them. It could be great around LeBron. It could be what it's been the last few years around LeBron, which has not been so good. All right. uh, Really good stuff, Jake. As always, uh, check out Jake's work at denversports.com. Okay, we have a list of 10 unrestricted free agents for the Denver Broncos. Who's staying? Who's going? We'll handicap it next. Reacting to the news of Sean Payton's hiring and looking ahead to Philly and KC, Safeway presents Stokely and Zach. Speaking of Philly and KC, Stoke. I, uh, I think I mentioned this to you yesterday, but I'm going to do a U-turn and double down. 
I do not feel good about my investment See, in the Philadelphia like, Eagles. Like, settle, settle down. You're, you're putting too much in thought into this. I am? Yes, yes. It's like um, this is what coaches do. This is what NFL coaches do. You have a bye week, like, in between the Super Bowl, and you can do too much thinking, too much tinkering, and let's do this. Oh, let's do this. No, 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 no. Go back to your base. Go back to your foundation, right? That's who you are. Don't don't start just because you got more time. Now your brain is, what, wandering all over the place and your thoughts are going to different. No, 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 no. Go back to the base. Go back to the foundation. Okay. I, I just, I, the foundation is the Eagles or the better football team, Zach. They're the better team. I don't care what the numbers are saying and what the well, books are. I just want are. you to help me with something. Okay. I right. want you to help me with all something. Right. They set a line. Okay. And the line can get adjusted by where the public is at. Because they want all things even so they can spread and make it as even as possible to make the most money as possible. This line, the public is all over the Eagles, but the line isn't budging. The line should be moving more to the Eagles being a favorite. So instead of being the, it starts at one and a half, then 65% of the public is betting the Eagles, then it's got to go to two, two and a half. It's the line's just being stubborn right there. It's not moving. Uh-huh. And, I, and that that's not organic. So I'm like looking at it like, there's there's something about it that just is a little right, bit fishy, right? And then but I hey, and then I take a step sorry, back. And then I take uh-huh. a step back. And say, okay, what's the old what's the old one of the old exercises you could go through when picking a game? Who's got the better coach? Who's got the better quarterback? Right. Give me Andy Reid over Nick Sirianni. Give me Pat Mahomes over Jalen Hurts. I know that's reducing it down to its simplest form, but both of those things together, I'm like, oh, did I make the wrong move? Because I'm already locked in. Yeah, uh, I got you. I got you. Um, I look, you know, when the line doesn't move and you kind of like, well, why is it not moving? And because you got a ton of money coming in on Philly, it should be two and a half points, three points by now. Look, hey, you still got you, they got to play the game on the football field, right? You got to read the script tellers. They got to read the script first. Aren't fortune tellers, <laughs> right? And um, so. The game still has to be played. I, I think Philly is the more complete football team. We have seen Andy Reid and Patrick, the great Andy Reid and the great Patrick Mahomes, get embarrassed in the Super Bowl. We have. Right? So um, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen here? But I, I go back to the, I think the best football team is the Eagles. Now, could they lose? Of course. Of course it's, it is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. The Chiefs are a talented team. But the most talented team on that football field is the Eagles. And I like how they're coached. They can run it. They can throw it. They can bully you. They can finesse you. They can um, work the sharp passing game. They can they can go deep. They got a good tight end. So offensively, look, they can they can beat you in a, in a bunch of different ways. Um, and the quarterback's mobile. He can make plays off script. And defensively, they'll they'll hit you in the mouth, right? And I, I think. Um, that's what you have to go back to for me. And I, that it, could could they still lose? Of course, of course, because the Chiefs are a good football team. Um, but I'm going to keep going with that thought whenever I think about you know the Chiefs and all oh, you know how great they are. And uh, I still um, I don't think they're the team that they were. You know that scared people a couple years ago, right? With that offense and Tyreek Hill and the things that they could do and. And the Mahomes injury uh, is is another thing that we still have to uh, monitor here with his mobility and and things like that. So um, last 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 piece of that means Chiefs by thirty. <laughs> God, look, you and I both like the Eagles. I'm playing devil's advocate right. because I'm I'm just paying attention to stuff that I don't like. What what about this? The lack of high end, let alone elite quarterbacks that Philly has seen. So in the playoffs, they played Daniel Jones. They played, um, I can't even say Brock Purdy. They played Josh Johnson. Yeah. Um, in the regular season, this is how it finished. They played Daniel Jones. They played Andy Dalton, uh, Cooper Rush, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, and Ryan Tannehill was the last six quarterbacks that they played in the regular season, followed by Daniel Jones and Josh Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, what can I say? It's... Um that, that is concerning, right? When you haven't played uh, upper echelon type of quarterback, that you, you just play who you play. Right. You know, either you do well or you don't. Um, but um, certainly that's that's a fair question or fair criticism 
of them. Are they real? Because, look, they really haven't played an upper echelon type of quarterback. We'll see. We'll see. Fixing to find out this weekend. Yep. What does the Super Bowl look like for you? <sighs> just probably laying low. I don't think we have any big plans. Lay low um, and just kind of watch it and just with the crew at the house. How about you? Cool. Going anywhere? It'll be the same thing. It's laying low and hanging with the family and probably make some good food and watch the Super Bowl and come in here and talk about it the next day. Love it. Um, okay, we'll get to the list of 10 um, unrestricted free agents tomorrow uh, when we have a, just a little bit more time. But next. Anything is probable. <laughs> Our prop segment's next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Pour me, pour me another drink. Cause I don't want to feel a thing no more. Hell no. Quite literally, anything is probable. Yeah. Anything's possible. Uh, oh, God. I hate you, KG. <laughs> I hate your ass still. <laughs> You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. Just a bad person. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, eventually I'm going to do a, a podcast, like one of these Mile High was podcasts, and just tell that story in, like, the long form. So wow. whenever we reference it here, I don't have to retell it. I can just say you could just type it into Google and just hear the story or YouTube and just have it come up because we don't have the time to uh, to tell it right now. But we do hate Kevin Garnett. Okay. Um, Matt Smith uh, is uh, in with us here. What's going on, In fellas? studio. Hey, Matt. Uh, we know you're a big prop guy. We know you're a big sports gambling guy. We love what? our <laughs> We love our sports gambling uh, here on Stokely and Zach. Uh, obviously, doing it responsibly. Mm, mm. Um, I got a couple props here. I think you got a couple props. Yeah, I got, got a few. Okay. Um, the Super Bowl props have rep- replaced traditional gambling. According to Jay Cornier, who runs the Westgate out in uh, Vegas, uh, what runs the Superbook, um, uh, Superbook Sports out in the Westgate Hotel, says that 70% of their handle is now props. 20 years ago, there was about 20 to 30 total props. Now there are hundreds of and hundreds of props. There's a prop out there. I think the I think the Nuggets play like earlier on a Sunday, yeah. and it's like Nikola Jokic points, rebounds, assist plus ten versus Isaiah Pacheco's rushing yards. Yeah, the cross sport specials. The cross sport specials. You They're can, great. You got to read yeah. them a, yeah. twice. I'm on one of them. Yeah. I'm on one of them. What, yeah. what, what is it here? Uh, I'm on the Embiid to have more rebounds <laughs> against the Rockets than Hurts to have rushing attempts against the Chiefs. Which I don't know oh, how Embiid more rebounds. So his rebound total would probably be between 13, like 11 and 13, something like that. Yeah. And Hurts rushing Hertz attempts. rushing attempts. And you got who? I got Embiid in that. Yeah, That's I think a good I would one. take Embiid That's a good too. One. Minus um, 130, I like the value. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Nice price. Yeah. You see uh, uh, Hurts taking off 8, 9, 10 times. Even 12. Right. Even 12, and I still think Embiid hits 13. I really like that. There you go. Okay, how about this one? All right, let's hear it. Any player... In the Super Bowl to have a sixty-yard reception, three to one, plus three hundred. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't love it. Obviously, that's why you're getting really good odds. I look at Kansas City; you don't see a big play threat from Kansas City. Not really, right? Um, now, could they? Yeah. You look at the Eagles; that's the team that could get it done with Devontae Smith or AJ Brown, right? That's it right there, Stoke, because you're talking about Legereus Sneed. We're not sure if he's going to play for Kansas City, their best corner. And you look at the Eagles secondary, that's a lockdown secondary. I mean, you're talking about Marquez Valdez-Scantling getting behind those guys. I right. mean, I, I'm comfortable in one-on-one if if I'm 
you know, Philly right there with that matchup. You want to know what's pretty wild? When you think of Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you touched on this a, a moment ago, it's like it's not what they used to be. So when you see this, any player to have a 60-yard reception, I pull up Pat Mahomes' game log and look at what his long pass is, Sunday in and Sunday out, the longest pass. Right. You, fi- you can find 67 against uh-huh. the Raiders, 38, 52, mm-hmm. 21, 56, 42, 39, 40, 46, 33, 57, 42, 36, 36, 53. He's done it one time the whole year. Well, right. there's there's more to it, right? Because last year, teams started to take away the home run ball, started playing that too deep look on them, and now it's translated over this year, and they're just going to tell Mahomes, beat us underneath. If yeah. you can beat us underneath, we'll live with it. And he's done a great job of it. Yeah, so, so he, don't have Ty- he doesn't have Tyreek. That would be a huge part of it. Huge game changer when it comes to explosive plays down the football field. No doubt. Big, long gainers. No question. That was Tyreek Hill's specialty. Yep. It seemed yep. like every week yep. he was catching a 60-plus yard pass. Yep. And even when he wasn't, he's, you know, gravitational right. pull against some of these other defenders, get other Chiefs players open. How about this? You mentioned A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith a moment ago when talking about a 60-yard uh, reception. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith to combine for 200 receiving yards pays 5-1. to one. Yeah, plus 500. Wow. So mm. if you bet, you know, 100 bucks, you'd win 500 bucks. Um if you bet 10, you'd win 50. Right. I, I don't love this at all, really. Um, for me, I, I just don't think it's going to be a, that type of passing game uh, for, for, for Philly. I just don't see them throwing the ball all around the yard. You've said that a couple times here when just the framework of the game. Because of that, do you like the under in this game? I do. Interesting. I like the under in the game. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what I would do. It's not like I'm I'm saying I would play. I'm playing no, under. No, no, but, no. I'm asking but, you the question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 50 and a hook right now. Right. I like. I do. I like the under in this one. I think the sharp money is on the over, yeah. interestingly enough. But I will I will tell you about that, you know, over 200. So what does that make me? A square? Not sharp? <laughs> yeah, a square? I don't know. Look, I'm right in the public. I, I'm on the Eagles, too. So it's not like I'm on the sharp uh, side. Oh, we're okay. Okay. We yeah. all love the we're, Eagles. We're literally yeah. screwed. Yeah. We're literally screwed. No, 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 no. That's where you're wrong. This is the, this is the triumvirate right here. We're, if we're all on the same page, then it can only be good things. Look, I, I think for the 200 yards for Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, you have to look at the running games. You know, in the postseason, the Eagles have rushed for, you know, I think 88 times, and the Chiefs have allowed six yards per carry. So if you're talking about a rushing offense that's had that much success and a rushing defense that's struggled that much, why put the ball in the air as much? Additionally, I don't think Jalen Hurts looked all that great through the air against San Francisco outside of that first drive. Now, it is the Niners, right? Mm-hmm. It is the Niners. Mm-hmm. But I, I tend to agree with Stoke here. I think it's going to be a ground-focused game for Philly. All right, this is the last one I have, and I think this is um, the one that I like the most when considering the value of it. Isaiah Pacheco, 50 or more receiving yards, and to score at least one touchdown. It could be rushing or receiving, and I'm thinking of Mahomes, um, maybe uh, with that defense for Philly, doing you know some more check down stuff. Right. Um, he can break a tackle, and I could see him getting 50 receiving yards kind of in the outlet screen game. Yeah. And can I see him scoring a touchdown? Yeah. It's plus 1,400. And, and, and I like that one. I like that better than the A.J. Brown, Devontae Agreed. Smith one. Yeah. Uh, especially if they're playing from behind, like we're hoping they are, and they have to throw the ball a lot. Isaiah Pacheco did a nice job at last game in the passing game. I don't know. I don't have his stats in front of me um, because I, I know because I picked McKinnon. Yeah. And McKinnon did nothing, and Pacheco actually <laughs> oh. had the game through the air um, for their, their running back position. So he had um, right there with you. Uh, to, 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 to Isaiah Pacheco like was something. 59 yards receiving. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, that, um, that, five that. receptions for 59 yards. And if they get down, they're going to be looking for that quick game, try and get the ball. The other thing you have to realize is Philly's pass rush is lethal. They got four guys with double-digit sacks. Isn't that amazing? And Mahomes with the bum ankle. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a lot in their scheme to get the ball out very quickly. All right, you want you want one here for yeah, me? Here? Yeah, what do you got? All right, Chiefs have over a half Fourth down conversion. So one fourth down conversion in the game, which I love. I think they're going to be playing from behind. Hell, that could hit in the first quarter. You know, right. if, if they if they're stopped at midfield, fourth and short, minus one thirty five. I like the value there a lot. Got to convert though. 
Right, got to yeah, convert. Gotta convert. Right. It's got to convert. Gotta I wonder what convert. the Eagles, uh, because the Eagles will go for it too. They went for it on their first drive, yeah. or second drive That's against right. the right. against the 49ers. Nick Sirianni, he ain't scared, no. right? And, no. and and Andy Reid, he ain't scared. So um, I do. I, I I like that also. It's. You know they will be going for fourth downs. Now, will yeah. they convert? That's the, obviously that's the question. How about this one? Here's a plus money prop for you. Both teams to score a rushing touchdown plus 125. Oh, oh like it. Love it. Like it. No, I actually love that one because Philly, we know what they'll, they'll do if they get down there. They'll run the ball, um, and they'll do the little push with the quarterback mm-hmm. uh, play. That play is undefeated. Um, and I think uh, I think with Kansas City, you look at the way Pacheco and how he runs the football – they always scheme things up, but this is like don't be too cute type of football 100%. game, especially early. Let's we don't need to be doing the ring around the roses and like pitch it back five times and lose right. ten yards. Right. Let's let's make sure we get the stinking ball in the end zone this game, and uh, and and that's Pacheco just up the middle for me. So I like that. All right, I got another one. Juju Smith Schuster. Longest reception under 17 and a half yards. Juju got banged up. I think a concussion, I want to say, in the last game. Kind of went in and out of that last game. Juju and Patrick have not been on the same page throughout the postseason. Like you just talked about, Patrick Mahomes down the field. We haven't seen it as much as we have in years prior. And you've got a Philly secondary who I'm fine with in you know man-to-man coverage. So as far as longest reception to Juju goes, under 17 and a half yards, I could see that hitting easily. Yeah, I, I like that also. I um, Doing unders in the passing game makes me nervous. It just takes one. Sure. You know, it just sure. takes one. You could be doing great, like, for three and a half quarters, and all of a sudden, if they have to throw the ball a lot, like we're hoping, because they're playing from behind, and all of a sudden they give up a, a freebie when they're up 20. Right. And, you know, he gets a 20-yard reception. But that that's... Against I, Darius Slay, too, that's a, that's a tough matchup for Juju, who has been middle of the road this year. I don't know. I don't even know if they'll bring him back next year. I think Juju gets a $1 million bonus if he uh, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and he plays in 50% of the snaps. He gets a, a million dollars. He missed uh, out on the other one. He, he had oh, one he? in the AFC Championship game, too. If he, Same type of thing. If they won and he played 50% of the snaps and he played like 40-something because he got hurt. Hmm. Uh, this is a KKFN, KKFN, HD1, Longmont, whoa, Denver. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no! Way early. You know the new rules. That prop hit. Wow! <laughs> last the one here. Yeah. on 57 hit. Wow! <laughs> Bravo! All right, the last one I've got, which I actually really like. Under 11 and a half, the jersey number of the first touchdown score. Under 11 and a half, minus 130. You're talking about Jalen Hurts, okay. Pacheco, A.J. Brown, uh, Jarek McKinnon, um, under under 11 and a half. Uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and you're talking about, oh, there was one more I'm missing off the, oh, Devontae Smith. Oh, so you got Devontae Smith. So you're looking at like a Miles Sanders, a Travis Kelsey, a Goddard. Jarek McKinnon, a Goddard. Well, uh, Go- Jarek McKinnon hits because he's one. Oh, okay, so he'll hit. Okay, yeah. so Goddard. Um, Goddard, Kelsey, Sanders. Right. Mahomes, are, what's Mahomes number? 15. So if he scrambles in, yeah. okay. But I'd, I'd much rather be on the other side of it with Pacheco, Jalen Hurts, with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, with Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Yes, yes, you're on the right side there. What is it, minus what? Minus 130. Minus 130, okay. okay. Two things on the way out here. Uh, we've got your chance to win 500 bucks cash in the Superbook Sports Big Game Challenge. You can head to denversports.com slash challenge and make your predictions for Philly and KC before Sunday's game, and you're entered to win. Doesn't cost anything. It's easy. That's denversports.com slash challenge. And a massive shout-out on the way out today to Brothers Barbecue, who can hook up your big game Sunday evening catering for all sizes. They hooked us up today at the stu- studio and the station. It was brilliant. It always is. From tender ribs to brisket to mac and cheese, all this stuff. The nachos. Remember the nachos? Mm. Fabulous. Oh, I remember those nachos. Hit them up at brothersbbq.com. What's up, D? They they were Darren. brought food for everybody today. Yeah. That was unreal. No, it was old school war room um, style. I mean, it right? was. Right? With it, the big old trays. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it, was it was great. What a, It was a great treat. Plenty of takers around the office. Let me tell you. Plenty of takers around the office. There always is. <laughs> Friends always. you didn't know you had.
I saw a few people I haven't seen in a, in a minute yeah, down there. I know. Because like, right. we never get over there, and they're hardly in the office welcome, anymore. Yeah, I was like, welcome, welcome back. How you doing? Yeah. Good to see you. seen you since 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were still working here. Oh, oh hey. Hope everything's Randy. going well. Yeah. Hey, Randy. Hey, Randy. <laughs> I did see Randy wow. over there. You're, I see you're, you're being specific now. Uh, Randy's my guy. Randy's the man. Yeah. Oh, Randy's yeah. my man, too. Yeah. But uh, uh, Randy. Uh, That sound like it, D-Man. He's my guy. I just might need a photo to remember this. All right, so, wow, what a day, huh, with the the trade deadline and then the rust stuff. And what do you make of it? Real quick, because I got to go. I got a meeting. Sure, sure. Um, uh, but what what did you make of it? I'm scared. I'm nervous. Zach is, you know, my my calming influence over here. I'm your get-back guy. Yes, yes. Um, but <laughs> okay. I'm, like, I'm like my heart's beating, and I got high anxiety right now. Well, I think they got exactly <clears throat> what they needed. I think they've tried Zeke, and it just, I don't know. It's okay. It's just okay. He's a better player than Zeke right now. He'll and there's a good chance that you can retain him um, coming up in the future. He's a low cost dude who gets pretty high production. So I'm I'm a fan of of who they got, which is a positive big guy. Right. And you got some draft picks for Bones. You know that's all right. You're going to get rid of Bones one way or the other. But so, just second round picks, you're good with that. Well, essentially, if you look at the deal, you got a backup center for Jokic for a second round pick. Because when you just add, I mean, you got read, you know, so what? Yeah. You know, nice guy. Maybe not. Now you have to deal with Kevin Durant in the playoffs and a guy like a Davon Reed when you're talking about your starter being Michael leave the Porter bench. Jr. One leave the bench, man. I don't get zero agree minutes. with you at Good. all. Well, we can disagree, and I can be right, and you can be wrong right to start this show. Wow, look at you. Davon Reed, what, what evidence would you have that Davon Reed would leave the bench in the playoffs He's with the Nuggets? A, what evidence do you have that Michael Porter Jr. can stay on the floor for the Nuggets? Michael Porter Jr. is a max contract superstar in uh, and just wasn't there. able to. Close Reed wasn't games. Reed wasn't playing. I'm so. not talking about 20 minutes a game. I'm talking about big situations. Reed wasn't. Reed wasn't going to play. And and if it's a 30 point blowout in the playoffs, and you need somebody to pick up the sweatpants at the end of the bench, maybe Reed could help you out. Uh, aside from that, he's not playing. I'll, I'll focus on the uh, compensation for Bones. I don't like it. Um, Bones is a really good player. All rookie member a year ago, first time since 2015. He can uh, shoot it. He can shoot the piss out of the ball. He can uh, 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 pass it. He can handle it. Um, his upside is so real. Three weeks ago, if we said two first, two second round picks for Bones, we'd be like, "Wait, what?" But his value has dropped to a point. Yeah, and they and they were determined to move on from him. Oh yeah. Two, and everybody knew it. Second round picks in the NBA are the equivalent, if I could steal uh, a, a phrase, uh, the only time I'll steal something basketball from Stokely, is that they're like seven round picks in the NFL. Yeah. They, they are Siberia. Very rarely does a second round pick hit. So when you pick a player in the first round, you're hoping he's Bones Highland. And the fact that this went so sideways is just really disappointing. They devalued their own asset, too. That's a big part of it. Like you just said, if we're talking about this deal a month ago, it's a first-round pick. I no mean, question. I mean, he, he didn't play. Play the guy. If you're trying to trade him, you got to play him. you got to show they, that he's they, not a problem. They played him enough. They, they had their sample size. Well, they screwed up today. I don't think so. I think they got the value that was out there as, as it existed. Listen, man, I like Bones, too. He's a nice, it has nice young man. to do with liking Bones. He was so inconsistent as a shooter as of late. There's zero chance you could trust yeah, him. Yeah, but and he was such a he, minus player defensively. But you loved ridiculous. this guy like a month ago. I mean, you loved him. And I would bring up some of the defensive stuff that he's a minus defender. Yeah. He, like, uh, he, was, he was getting you a first-round pick three weeks ago. That's where, like, I have a tendency to agree with Matt on this one. Like, the... The stuff getting out about him, and you were on this because you were at the game, and I didn't see anyone else report on it, Mm -hmm. even though everyone saw it. You came in here reporting on it. The league knows about that. Him Mm -hmm. leaving the bench, leaving the arena, it's not good. This guy's played 100 NBA games and wants out of the best situation in the NBA. That doesn't add up for a lot of executives. I think Bones seriously misplayed his hand here. Oh, 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 for sure. Bones? Yeah. Immaturity, man. I wonder how much run he'll get with the Clippers now, though. He may be starting for them. Yeah, uh, seriously. Unless they pick up Westbrook on the buyout. Dude, you're going to see Bones Highland four times a year for the foreseeable future, and I'm telling you, some of these nights are going to be very problematic. What do those second-round picks do for you right now in win-now mode? What do they do for you? Nothing. It was about getting him out of here, which is a shame because if you're the Nuggets, you don't get free agency. You have to hit on picks, and you hit on them, and after 100 games, he's out, and that's just that's tough. So before you write it off... I'll just tell you, the Nuggets don't have a backup point guard right now. They've got Ish Smith, 
that's not a backup point guard for a championship run. Bruce Brown is a two slash three playing out of position at point. Now he's done okay, but you're talking about leading a second unit in the playoffs, and now you don't have a backup point guard. They didn't address. They didn't even bring in any rotational player. No, no Corey Joseph from Detroit who's doing nothing but sitting on the bench. I'm just saying you have no backup point guard right yeah, now. Yeah, because you're going to play Jamal for 42 minutes in every playoff game. It's about the playoffs. You need a. You need Bruce Brown is more than fine. Uh, as the leader of the second unit. And the truth with Bones is if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, guys, he, he, there's nothing for him to do. He's not an off-the-ball player. He's not a defender. He's not a – he needs a rhythm with the ball to shoot, too. I agree. He is, he's not a spot-up shooter as well, even though he's got a great jump shot. He looked great last year because look what happened. You had no Jamal Murray. He was the leader of the second unit. It was painful watching Michael Malone try to get Bones and Jamal working together on the court at the same time. It never did gel. It was just, there's just not a spot for him the way things are set up. And you want to just talk about a guy, really, six minutes, seven minutes, handle the ball, have a little energy, don't depend on shooting, just get it to an open guy. Ain't nothing wrong with this Schmidt if you really need that. And I don't think they will, but if you really need it, if Bruce Brown twists his ankle like he did the other day and Jamal's not available, it's just going to be fine for the five or six minutes that you actually need. See, and, and there is an assumption of health here, too. Yeah. If someone goes down, say say Jamal or Murray. Or foul trouble. Say, or, or, or foul trouble. And that sample size goes from five minutes and it has to go to 21 minutes for Ismith. You could be in but trouble. It but it'll go to Bruce Brown, though. I mean, Bruce Brown will basically take that over. And 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 what and Matt mentioned this, Bruce Brown's not a natural point guard. So no, but everything he, flows through Jokic anyway. So the the same need for a point not guard. Not the second. Yeah, unit. we're talking about the second unit here. Um. Well, how many how many minutes do you think Jokic is going to be off the court in the playoffs? I what mean, are we talking about? Again, what if he gets in foul trouble? There's you have to have these. Hasn't been in foul trouble the entire season. Let's just say hasn't 15, even come close to fouling out a game this season. Let's just say 15 minutes. Jokic not in the game out of out of 48. So see, so he's playing 30 something minutes a night. That's that's probably what it's going to look like in the playoffs. In the playoffs, how many minutes do you think he's going to play? In the playoffs? Oh, 40, 42. Is All that right. what he has played in the playoffs? I don't know. I would look that up. I have no idea, but I, the way it goes, he plays the entire first quarter except for the last minute. Uh, goes in about six minutes to go in the second quarter, plays the entire third quarter except for the last two minutes, comes in with about eight minutes to go or so. I mean, I, how many minutes is that? I don't know. How's my math there? I don't, I don't well, know. So, so <laughs> so kind of, you know so 11, 7, 18, yeah. 18. I'll give him another 10, 28, 7, uh, 35 minutes. Yeah, He'll probably play around right. 35 minutes. That sounds yeah. about right. So, 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 so 13 minutes. Yeah. And... When we've seen it in the regular season and playoffs, thirteen minutes will you lose you a basketball 100%. game? Hundred percent. And and the way that it just these swings work, I I you think guys that, are nervous, huh? No, I'm not. I I, am. I'm giving you. I am. I'm giving you. I'm, no, I'm just giving you natural pushback. The deal today is not good for Denver. Yeah. Getting two second round picks in return for Bones Highland, who no. everyone loved three weeks ago, and you everyone moved to a rival. You moved into someone in your conference. You're gonna see him. You're gonna well, see him. That tells you what they thought of him. It does. It does. That tells you but what I'll, I'll their concern is. I'll tell you something. Calvin Booth, who was supposed to be the guy who could make some tough decisions, they brought in Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant wasn't the backup five they needed. I like Thomas Bryant. Who was Th- better? Uh, I think Mason Plumley would have been a much better fit for well, what, they, what they're doing. he's younger than Plumley. He averaged more points than Plumley. He averaged more rebounds, I think, than Plumley. No. And he played 21, you know, played 21 minutes. He started, how many games did he start? 25 for the Lakers? You know where Mason Plumley like winded up? You got to know with the Clippers. Yeah. I and mean, we'll see everybody. We'll see how it all washes so, out. And Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard, who you guys mentioned when the trade came up, he's in Memphis. The oh, Nuggets Matt, got Matt, two Matt, seconds. You, you are freaking but out here today. No, Matt. they just screwed up today. You are freaking out. I, I, I think I think this is the best version of the Nuggets that I've ever seen. Um, I, I look back at the history of the organization. I think it's the closest they've ever been to a championship. I think they're going to be okay. I really do. I just, in a vacuum, don't like the return compensation for Bones. For a player of his caliber to be uh, on the all-rookie team in the Rising Stars game for a second consecutive year, two second-round picks in the NBA, that's two nickels. Uh, So I just don't like the compensation in return, but I still love the team that the uh, Nuggets have. What about Bryant's fit? Uh, I I actually like the fit. I I actually like the fit. Um, I think he's better in. I think he's uh, a better playoff player right now than Zeke or DeAndre. And that's just kind of where I start. So I think the Nuggets got better day over day. Yeah. 
I just don't like in the vacuum two second-round picks for Bones. There's something that just my instincts go, ugh, <laughs> that is not a good deal. And unfortunately, it doesn't have enough to do with basketball for me, like the actual on-court basketball stuff. Other stuff bled in. The Nuggets were determined to move him. Would you be interested in anyone in the buyout market? Hell yeah. And there's room for one more, I think, mm-hmm. right? There's there's yep. there's one more roster spot. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see a list of that names. That'll probably be a good activity for tomorrow when it starts to come into focus. Hard no on Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's hard no. Oh. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Wanted to time it up and make it cool. Well, that was perfect. No! Brilliant execution. Okay, I scared. So- I scared Matt. He was a. Oh, I'm out of here. No, he's hanging out. out. He's hanging out. I'm out of here. I got work to do. All right, no, hang out. You're gonna be here anyways. Hang out for a little bit. All right. <laughs> You're gonna wait, wait a second. How many time, anyways? How, no, how, I'm not. How, <laughs> yeah. How long? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'll see ya. How long uh, did you know you were going to be here today? The whole time. It was I've a miscommunication. Never, it was never. Then why did Raj say you weren't going to be here? Because it was here? a miscommunication. It was a miscommunication. I sent him the dates, and he actually put the ninth instead of the tenth. <laughs> oh, good to see ya. Yeah, yeah good to see ya. That's, that's crazy. I mean, I told him. I said I can go. I can leave. No. <laughs> no. I wait, wait, wait. <laughs> did you know that Raj? Had replaced that ass man to be here today? No. No idea. So you I didn't can't. see your email. There, what email? <laughs> email. So you had no idea. No. So you just walked in having no clue. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? Richie. What, what, what the? What is it? Management. Hey, management. I love this song so much. Emails get in the way of a good theatrical entrance. Yeah. Wait, so there's Richie. There's Drew. Raj better be hiding somewhere. You're a stone cold guy. Oh yeah, me too. Okay, well it's good to see you. That is good to that, see you. That is pretty damn funny. All right, um, the Russ situation is it may take some interesting twists and turns. Good interview. Thank Look you. forward to playing uh, yeah. parts of that uh, again. So we were reaching out to him. We'll let you go. I, I found him. He was following me on Twitter. Wow. DM'd him. He's like, of course I'll come on. That's awesome. And he was... Yeah, the right, what's his name again? Um, Jason Wolf. Jason Wolf. A fellow okay. Wolf who did spend Jason six Wolf. months on this report. Really, really interesting. Even just beyond uh. Russ and just running charities and what it takes to be the Walter Payton man of the year and how these guys, a lot of them literally aim and and do, and, do, and just like <laughs> literally, like, well, how about, I, I didn't realize. That's why I said yesterday, didn't I, D-Mac? Mm-hmm. I said I bet it's they wanted to see if these guys were like aiming for oh, that. Oh, wait, it was dude. Just, dude. They straight up hire firms. That brag mm-hmm. about getting guys nominated. It's, that was crazy. What a weird it's a sham. space. Yeah. What a weird it's space. It's a sham. Weird. Yep. The shine, the shine is off of the don't, Walter, don't, don't Walter Payton man of the year. About, don't get on my back about taking a break right now. You guys are the one that screwed all this up. We should just yeah. keep talking, in, in all honesty. Take a break right now. It's all right. It's all right. I'll I take, have to go I'll, look at the text message to make sure I didn't say the ninth, though. I'll take one for the <laughs> No, at least, hey, hang Before on. I throw just... Raj under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was really weird. All right. <laughs> you guys are probably. Why is this music playing? Yeah, we no had idea. no idea. Wait, it's no like idea. it's like it's like in the it's like it real exactly wrestling, like WWE. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wait, where is he? It was like just we weren't in on the joke. That was the, that's the only difference. <laughs> this is the draw. Austin three sixteen uh, on, on the fan.